This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he lifts the pilot. and what's the goal? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app. Charger Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Okay, guys, so on the show today, really excited. Very different approach to what we normally have. Coach Lisa Francis, a practitioner who focuses on understanding how hormones work and affect us in performance and life. She's a hormone specialist and a nutrition coach as well. And her breakdown will be how hormones affect stress and what we can do to counter that. What are macronutrients? How can I eat what I want and still maintain my weight is the question we hear a lot on the halftime show and shout out to everyone who's tuning on the Instagram live you've got Megan Eve Terry Masoud Ashraf Abdul Hadi from the UK Aya Zaruni Ben Wa the Iceman himself Fatima Maria and everyone else who is tuned on tuned in I hope you're having a great day and I can't wait to have this guest on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What's the goal? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, Camera Everything Sport International and Local. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in and spending this fine Saturday afternoon with me, whether you're in New York, Florin, whether you're in India, Masoud, whether you're in the UK, Ashraf, whether you're just here in the UAE, chilling with us like Murad, Elisa, and Laka as well. Thank you very much for connecting with us. Coach Lisa is on the show. Yeah, there she is. You can see her live on YouTube at the moment. Uh, Coach Lisa, how you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Just for everyone listening, this is the first time we've met in person. But I've been following your stuff and I'm super, super fan uh, of what you do. You do quite a lot of things. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Absolutely. So I am a nutrition coach. That's my main thing. Um, But I also do a lot of fitness stuff um, and just in general. I'm originally from Germany. I have lived in New Zealand for quite some time, for about nine years of my life. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the last three years, just been traveling a lot and um, yeah, enjoy meeting people all from all over the world. New Zealand must have been amazing. It was. Was absolutely a beautiful country, very isolated though, so that made me want to leave out. it basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, among the things that I saw on your profile, which is something that a lot of people talk about nowadays, was hormones. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about hormones? And then I'm going to throw a couple of things your way and I want you to link the emotions to the hormones. Absolutely. Is that cool? Yeah. So tell us more about hormones. Um, so one of the reasons why I'm or I got interested in hormones was because sometimes even when we technically think we're doing everything right with nutrition, mm-hmm. we're having struggles because our hormones are out of whack. It affects every area of our life. And so I just wanted to learn more about it. And um, yeah, essentially 
it has helped me so much um, to impact my clients on a broader way, I guess, mm. on a broader spectrum. Absolutely. And now, when it comes down to, to hormones, the, the importance and the magnitude of it can affect us in everyday life. 100%. When it, one of the things that, especially the pandemic has brought to us, individuals and collective, is stress. Uh-huh. Yes. Which hormone <laughs> connects to stress and how do we counter that? Yes. Uh, so, that's you, we're starting with the one of the biggest ones at, at this time, actually. Mm-hmm. Cortisol. So, I'm sure most people have heard of cortisol. Um, and unfortunately, so many of us are basically struggling from a cortisol overload at the moment. And mm-hmm. um, when it comes to stress, you have to understand that your body cannot differentiate between uh, this is emotional stress, this is training stress, this is life stress. It just feels stress, 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 stress. Yeah. So what it can trigger is like a fight or flight response in your body, basically. So if your body is overly stressed and um, it does not want to focus on other things like I'm going to let go of weight or... I'm going to feel safe enough so I can reproduce that kind of thing. So that results into people struggling with um, basically not being able to conceive with um, pretty much not having sleep disturbances, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And of course, struggling to lose weight as well. So a cortisol overload is one of the biggest things out there. And yeah, as you say, one hormone affects all the other ones because Mm -hmm. Our body produces more than 50 different hormones. Wow. Um, and so it doesn't just have an impact on that, but also on testosterone, on progesterone, on yeah, hunger hormones, everything else. Mm, absolutely. And, and you said something that was really interesting there, that it affects a bunch of things. But one of the things people struggle with normally, especially through fight or flight, is recognizing mm-hmm. where they're at what balance they need yes. how does one counter cortisol and even the levels of stress oh yeah <laughs> if, if i had the magic formula to that that would be amazing yeah. um uh, in the end it comes down to so many different things managing um small well quote-unquote smaller stressors better so for instance um work stress like not letting things get to you so much or implementing small things like meditation techniques, breathing Mm. exercises, those kinds of things. And then um, on the other end of the spectrum might be training stressors because so many people think, oh, but I'm loving my training. It's so much fun. I feel awesome afterwards. When they, you know, beat themselves up in the gym, they might do CrossFit six times a week or five times a week Mm. or even uh, other things. Yeah. but what they don't recognize is that that can be an extra stressor on your body too. So figuring out the training frequency, training intensity that really plays well for your cortisol levels is super important because some cortisol cortisol is good. We yeah. do want to stress our body to a small extent, but only to an extent where it can recover from so that we see the optimal um, adaptations. Mm-hmm. If we stress it too much, you know, it's like... Uh, like a stress fracture essentially basically yeah good question coming in here is there a way to identify an excess in cortisol other than getting tested um yes uh so there would be a lot of um what we call biofeedback indicators so Mm -hmm. for instance some people might be waking up several times a night yeah for example um Mm -hmm. especially it sounds super random but especially between the hours of two and four you might wake up and just feel widest awake and then in the morning you struggle to get up or and in the evening you're you're wide awake again so Mm. like 
your cortisol rhythm, which you should be wide awake in the morning and then slowly tapering off, getting more tired towards the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal rhythm. But if your cortisol levels are off, then that's all going to be out of whack. So that's an indication for women. Um, if your cycle is out of whack, yeah. that's a pretty good indication. For men, on the other side, if your testosterone level is super, super low, which unfortunately we're seeing a lot in today's society, yeah. uh, overall speaking, testosterone levels are lower than ever. Yeah. Um, for instance so that's 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 a big one um, and then yeah there's there's a lot of different indications like being overly fatigued uh, for example as well all yeah in the in the afternoon mm. or so appetite and again not uh, seeing the weight loss that you want although you're technically doing everything right mm. uh, that could be another one oh really cool i mean and we went from stress as the first hormone which mm -hmm. is kind of a heavy hormone oh, yeah. to, to happiness yes. now when it comes to happiness which hormone do you link to happiness and what can we do to keep that up yeah um so there's a couple different ones which we can link to that of course i mean most people have heard of endorphins mm. you get them from anything that you know like you might uh you have a good training session and afterwards you feel awesome that yeah. kind of thing but then the other one that has become more and more popular is dopamine mm -hmm. um, and that has been more kind of been brought like into a connection with things that give us pleasure so yeah. like um, eating that sugary treat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, or even nowadays social media yeah so if you like they say social media is a little bit addictive right you get you want the, those likes why do we pick up our phone first thing in the morning or why do we struggle leaving it on the side mm. because we want that recognition we want that dopamine hit and that includes all our senses and it includes the colors that come from that social media but it also comes from yeah just tastes and anything else mm. so while there is a good happiness we need to also make sure that it doesn't become addictive you know like with anything like a little bit of ice cream is fine yeah but how much of it is good enough and yeah. i think what what most people struggle with these days is um recognizing that social media or or like any technology exposure needs to be limited mm. and moderated mm. just as well as as ice cream or fries or whatever absolutely there you go folks from stress to ice cream all in one segment and we're going to come back straight after the break so make sure you stay tuned on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar aduri This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> that time and we're in that kind of vibe today great energy here in the studio with coach lisa we're having a good time we're talking about all sorts of things from hormones to nutrition to all sorts of good stuff and if you're tuned in and you just came in the room now on instagram live at omar duri or even on youtube and you're wondering what have i missed don't worry you can catch us on apple spotify soundcloud if you like a podcast or even head over to our youtube and watch the whole episode from scratch in the convenience of your own home anytime any place anywhere right coach lisa how you doing very well, thank we you. We started off on, on a high. Oh, yes. <laughs> we started off on a high. Uh, we were talking about hormones and linking emotions to hormones with stress and happiness. And we had a few questions in as well. And um, one of the questions was, 
Uh, where is it here? They're still talking about asthma. Is there a connection with cortisone and adrenal fatigue? Yes, absolutely. Can you tell us what they are? Um, so adrenal fatigue is like basically most doctors or most medical practitioners don't actually really diagnose it per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a consistent overload of cortisol, we can get something like what we call adrenal fatigue. So basically just... Um, you're struggling uh, to get out in, in the morning, not just to the extent of like, oh, I'm a little bit tired. It's really more like three days you can't get out at mm-hmm. all. So it's it's like your your adrenals have actually taken a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from cortisol overload over p- long periods of time. Very interesting. And you know, one of the things that a lot of us tend to struggle with is managing hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way to balance dopamine, serotonin and cortisol not just from a physical point of view, but from a psychological point of view as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, not just those three hormones, Mm -hmm. but as we said, like all hormones are interconnected Mm -hmm. and connected to your overall health, whether that is mental health, physical health, and so on. Um, So we're going to get into more of the advice uh, later on. I think that's uh, that was going to be one of the next things to talk about, how to actually manage them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we're just going to save that question a little bit f- for later on. Okay. And, and yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and with that, what can we do to help manage our hormones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so so same sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm happy to dive into that right away. So yeah. basically... There are several things that play a very important role. Mm-hmm. Number one would be um, eating enough. That's that's one of the big things, actually. Dieting for long periods of time. So a lot of people say, like, oh, I, I've been on a diet basically since I was 15. You know, you're dieting on and off, on and off and off. That is one of the worst things you can do for your hormones. So mm-hmm. that is why I recommend periodizing your nutrition you know Mm. having your phases where you just maintain and then having a weight loss phase there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight it just needs to be in a controlled matter so um, eating enough then the second point would be sleeping enough lack of sleep anything less than six seven hours on a consistent basis I'm not talking like once a week you know but on a consistent basis that's going to have a negative impact on your hormones then Thirdly, of course, quality of food. Um, Again, nothing wrong with an occasional treat, but we want 80 to 90% of your food to be wholesome food, Mm -hmm. nutrient-dense food, um, and then you're going to be nourishing your body with that as well. And amongst that, if you are on a very low-fat diet, uh, that's also not a good thing because out of the three macronutrients, which, again, we will get more into later on, um, healthy fats are the second most important thing you can do after eating enough food in terms of nutrition. So healthy fats would be things like avocado, whole eggs, uh, olive oil, nuts, seeds, good quality meat potentially if, if you like to eat meat, and good quality fish for instance, salmon and so on. All of these things are, are amazing for your hormones because your body needs um, good quality fats for hormone production. Yeah. So those would be some uh, easy entry points. Um, and the last one out of those easy entry points, again, is managing your stress better. So if you always work 12, 16-hour workdays and it's constantly go, 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 and then you come home,
home and your stress there and then you go to training and that stress there that is too much for your system overall mm. technically we do want to balance our sympathetic ner- nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system yeah. so that we have a good balance so you know whether that is including a five minute meditation every day mm. um dialing it down a little bit in your training or making sure you're coming home after a 10-12 hour workday at least that would be ideal fantastic and you see a lot of the times we everyone loves a hack and we've heard about things like you mentioned earlier like meditation or even breath work but any hacks to manage our hormones apart from that that can help us reset our body <laughs> um, I would love to give you like a super you know take that pill and so on and, and it's going to be better but unfortunately um, there is no heck heck um, mm. if I had to really boil it down to three things it would be seven hours of sleep it would be eating sufficient a su- sufficient amount of food and it would be um, in- including something that brings you down so mm. that could be it, it doesn't have to be meditation meditation is not for everybody yeah. but it, it could be uh, going out into the sunlight more often and just enjoying a little bit of a walk it can be playing with your kids more often so like doing more things that calm you down that bring you joy um, mm. and take you away from the stress fantastic I, I love the way you simplified that but in the simplicity can be the intricate part which we often don't do yeah the intricate part and also the important thing is the individual part because yeah. just because something works for this person doesn't mean that it works for you you know like a lot of people say like oh I've tried journaling I've tried meditation and so on and it just it doesn't do anything for me yeah. and that's fair enough you know it's not it's not for everybody but right. as long as it's, as you find something that works for you that's the important thing fantastic Benoit asks a question he said does fasting reset your body oh that's a very good question <laughs> and I mean it kind of has to do with hormones and and I would like to uh, connect that to the last thing that I said which is it is very very much dependent on the person Mm. so um, for some people I will say especially women tend to be more hormone and insulin sensitive Um, fasting can actually be something not so great Mm -hmm. because it can increase your anxiety level it can uh, make you feel more brain fogged and so on Mm -hmm. and they tend to do better with more frequent smaller meals throughout the day whereas some other people um, can really benefit from fasting and they feel clarity in their head they like one or two large meals in the day Mm -hmm. and it works better with their routine as well so there is no scientific proof that you know you have to fast 20 hours a day like with intermittent fasting I know that's like all the hype at the moment Mm. and it can be a great method for some but then there's going to be others for them it's not going to work at all fantastic that I promised you is going to be a good show and we've got more coming up next on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back. 
Hope you're enjoying the show today. I know you love it when I put my intro, Benoit, and it's not every day I get Coach Lisa in the studio, so we're taking advantage out of getting as much information out of this genius here with me in the studio today. It's fantastic to have you, Coach Lisa. How are you, uh, how are you doing? That's two segments down already. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, Time's flying by. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> flying by. We spoke about um, hormones and managing hormones. Now, macronutrients and among these things we we you mentioned you touched it a little bit earlier when it comes down to the stigma behind it some people say uh, too much fat is not good for you some people say stay away from the carbs some people even say hey you need to load up on your protein so there's so many different contrasting opinions when it comes down to macronutrients everyone wants to lose weight or be lean or gain muscle but how can one do that without restriction yeah, right. So I guess um, connecting it to what we spoke about previously, which was mm-hmm. one of the pointers was um, to be eating enough for, yeah. for, most, for most people. Um, and what I mean by that, so eating enough is pretty much, you know, eating enough calories or as many calories as you're burning technically. So that would be maintaining your weight. If we want to lose weight, we should be eating a little bit less calories than what we're burning. And that's why I said, if you want to take focus on your hormones, not to be dieting for too long. Mm. But anyway, so how can you figure out what your maintenance calories are or where your calorie deficit is really? Um, so there's a few different methods to go about it. And basically, first point would be um, there are actually a lot of online calculators for your calories for like how many calories should I be consuming if I want to lose a little bit of weight. And mind you, there is a lot of false or not so ideal ones out there. But the majority of them, I, I would just in- encourage you to go on Google and just literally um, type in, you know, macronutrient or calorie calculator um, and see if they should all come roughly to the sim- a similar number. Mm-hmm. They're going to take into account how tall you are, how much you currently weigh, how old you are, your activity level and so on. And so I would suggest at first... Um, use one of the apps that allow you to log your food intake for a little while just for awareness sake and you might say oh tracking my food intake that's so much extra work um i don't want to record everything that i eat in an app well first of all we use apps all the time so you know what what's another five minutes on an app per day Mm -hmm. Um, and second of all look at it as a experiment on yourself you know for like a week or two weeks just see roughly how much you're eating you might be totally underestimating what you're eating right you think like oh it's just you know a piece of toast and some peanut butter and then turns out you forgot to account for the cream in your coffee you forgot to account that it's actually you know two tablespoons here Mm -hmm. uh, and the oil that you're using to to cook this and that and so on and then in the end you realize okay i'm actually eating 3,000 calories i never had any idea no wonder that i'm actually gaining weight right Mm -hmm. um So that would be my point number one. Discover where you are at right now. And then from there, see, okay, maybe I just reduced that for a little bit and I'm going to maintain or like look at my weight every day and see what happens just for a week or two. And if it goes down a little bit, then you know, okay, you're probably going to be in a deficit. Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as reducing some things, like small things, as I said, maybe just halving or cutting the number of oil that you use in your cooking in half or um, Swapping something that's really calorie dense, like uh, maybe you, you have some uh, n- nut, nuts or something like that for your afternoon snack. Maybe just swapping that 
for an apple. And as you can see, there's absolutely nothing wrong with nuts. Yeah. But just from tracking, you will figure out what are some really calorie-dense foods. Mm. And because you might be thinking, oh, I'm eating so clean. L lots of people come to me and they say, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm, I'm eating only healthy things. I have like a piece of cake once a month or, you know, whatever. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. There's plenty of healthy foods that are calorie-dense. And the reality mm. is even if you eat only clean foods you can be gaining weight and the, the other reality is even if you include a piece of cake here and there if you include a couple of slices of pizza every now and then you can be losing weight and that's yeah. exactly what i try to teach a that balance and b just learning what's actually in your food um, and so okay, we have touched on what finding out your maintenance calories, finding out how to reduce that a little bit to go into a weight loss phase. And now the question basically, why do I even want to pay attention to the distribution of carbs, fats and protein? So the reason for that is that um, even if you are in a calorie deficit and you start losing weight, you don't want to end up looking what we call skinny fat you know mm, you can you, everybody has seen those people they they lose weight and they just look I always like to say like deflated so mm. they look like somebody pulled a little bit of an air out and they look smaller but they have no shape yeah we want to make sure that we retain or maintain or even build lean body mass even as women or as a, as a woman you might not want to look bulky which is you know understandable but you still want to look toned you want to look firm right you want to have some nice shapes going on as opposed to just looking yeah, smaller. smaller yeah. So um, basically that is why it's important for us to consider protein intake. Mm. Um, and then the other point with carbs and fats is a little bit more individual, but I've already touched on why fats are important, why yeah. we do want to make sure we're getting enough healthy fats because they are one of the most important things for hormonal health. And then with carbs, carbs can be great for you too. So the fear mongering of, oh, you need to be on a low carb diet or carbs are always bad, bread is bad, rice is bad and so on cannot be generalized in my opinion it very much depends on your activity level and um, even as, as such like even if you're reasonably sedentary and you're not working out too much a little bit of carbs here and there is no not bad at all as long as you work it into your daily total um, so yeah my my third recommendation after I guess figuring out your maintenance calories then reducing that a little bit into a calorie deficit um, and then thirdly would be setting up your protein, carbs, and fats um, according to your goal, basically. So yeah. with protein, and this is going to sound super technical, but with protein, we want to make sure that it's somewhere between 0.7 to 1.2 gram per pound of body weight. And mm. you don't need to um, overthink that too much. And for most people, it's going to be somewhere around about 30% of their daily calories yeah and so again we don't need to be tracking our food intake forever with an app or whatnot what um, but it can just help you figure out what is actually a good protein source because we hear so many different things some people say oh nuts are a great protein source mm -hmm. and then you realize oh a hand of nuts yeah okay might have three grams of protein which is not even that much to begin with but it also has 500 calories so it's really very little 
quote unquote bang for your buck in terms of protein as opposed to chicken breast mm. which you know a, a handful um, might have 200 calories and most of that is going to be protein mm. and even on the plant-based section or side um, other things like people might not know that there's a little bit of protein in broccoli or you know um, like it's just look at it as a learning experience and not just I need to get to this and that goal weight yeah. um, and just to finish that off uh, with your question how can we lose weight without restriction so unfortunately the sad truth is there has to be some restriction somewhere here and there just because um food is available to us 24 7 mm -hmm. and food is designed or modern food is designed for us to want to overeat on it mm -hmm. there is so much temptation everywhere you know like you will have figured out that if you eat that pizza if you eat that cake it's so hard to stop and that's not due to your fault fault or because you have lack of willpower it is simply because the sugar and whatever is in that food is increasing your cravings and is making it so hard for you to stop so we we need to, we need to somehow restrict the quantity um, and also kind of restrict the uh, unhealthy foods but again like I said I think a really good general guideline is like 80% whole foods 20% something flexible and that's what I really encourage you know like I if, if you want to have um, that cookie with your afternoon coffee that's totally fine just make sure it doesn't turn into sugary breakfast mm. and and then having two pieces of chocolate after your lunch as well and then after dinner some ice cream that's too much overall yeah. right yeah um, so finding that 80 20 balance that's really what it kind of comes down to fantastic plenty of questions coming in and i'm going to hold you to come after the break so i can answer those questions for you with none other than coach lisa thank you so much so far so good and it's fantastic can't wait to get some more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri on, on pulse 90, 95. 95 oh he loves the fire This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and we're back quick because I wanted to make sure I get to ask all the questions that have been coming in. Thank you very much for everyone who's contributed today. And you know what? If I was listening to the show as well, I'd be sending a lot of questions in as well. So Coach Lisa is in the building and offering us a lot of insight actually on something we haven't had on the show before. Uh, hormones, talking macros, so much good stuff um, on here. A couple of questions coming in, um, uh, Lisa, which is... Have thyroid problems become a buzzword these days or has there actually been an increase in people with thyroid issues? Oh, that's a very, very good question. I like that. Um, there has actually been an increase and that is because, as I said, all hormones are linked and mostly um, the first one we spoke about, which is cortisol. Mm -hmm. So cortisol and thyroid uh, are super, super closely linked. And so with the increase in um, you know, cortisol overload, And we have seen a lot more thyroid problems. Of course, it might also just be that people are more aware of it and like reporting it more and going to their doctor about it more. But it seems like there has been an increase for sure. Yeah, there's another question here, Lara, adding to that. If someone is diagnosed with hypothyroidism, is there a natural way 
maybe to get rid of it without taking any medicine? Oh, yeah, also a good question. Um, so I would say if you have all the bases covered that I spoke about initially, you know, if you can say you're really sleeping a good amount of hours every single day, you're really focusing on whole foods and so on, um, that, that would be my absolute number one. Mm -hmm. And then there is additional things that you can always do to help your, your thyroid as well. For example... Um, really making sure you're purchasing most fruits and vegetable vegetables organic in, in order to minimize pesticide exposure. Um, reducing plastic in your household, for instance, that, that's a big one. Um, and then minimizing things like parabens and um, silicones and stuff in your skincare products and your cleaning products. Because those three things, so plastic, pesticides and parabens, they have a huge impact on, uh, well not huge, but they have a big ability to impact your hormone profile because they can actually mimic mm -hmm. your estrogen in your body mm -hmm. and so throwing that out of whack so that would be step number two um, and then after that it really comes down to kind of looking at it more on an individual basis so some people with hypothyroidism they might do better with kind of like a paleo-ish diet so mm -hmm. really avoiding some things like dairy and gluten and stuff but that that is very individual so mm. I would have to look at that a little bit closer great answers um, Florence says I consume about 3,000 calories a day but also start my day with a run and burn 800 to 2,500 per run I also try and limit my hormone intake by reducing my animal products awesome uh, Megan says what about reverse dieting oh yes good um, question Megan I, I love that <laughs> um, I um there's a few reasons basically why somebody might want to consider a reverse diet. So one of them we kind of talked about earlier, if you have been dieting for the last, I don't know how long, you basically jump from one diet to another to another and now your energy intake is so low. So let's say you're down to consuming 1200 calories almost every day, well, for, for a long period of time and you're, you have stopped losing weight. Mm. Um, so this could be one of the main reasons why you want to reverse diet. So basically bringing up your metabolism, healing your metabolism so that in the future you can diet again on higher calories and so that your body actually receives the message, hey, there's plenty of food around. You can start ramping up that metabolism again. And mm -hmm. the other reason, of course, for reverse diet is um, after a, a diet, as I said, we don't want to be dieting for too long. So yeah. rather than um, just jumping from your, your diet back to your previous eating habits, we want to slowly bring that up. And that process is called reverse dieting. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Now, we've heard, again, so many different things regarding uh, protein per body weight. What's your take on that? Yeah, um, so um, one of the things I mentioned earlier is roughly between 0.7 to 1.2 grams mm -hmm. of protein per pound of body weight is advised for most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a lot of wiggle room to that. So if somebody would say, hey, I'm not really that interested in looking super lean. I really just want to be at my healthiest. We're going to keep it at the lower end. Um, if somebody is wanting to lose weight, they're active, they kind of want to really tone up, then I'm going to push that up a little bit more. If someone also says for, you know, religious or 
um, even just ethical reasons, I really want to avoid eating animal protein and yeah. including fish, including eggs and stuff. I don't want to eat that either. Then it's going to be rather tricky getting that higher end of protein. Mm -hmm. Still, we want to keep it at about 0.7 grams um, just so that, again, we fuel up that metabolism and actually end up looking decent still. Yeah, fantastic. I think most of the time you, you probably hear a scenario like, I want to lose weight. Uh, I'm overweight at the moment now and I want to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, what's, the, what's the three things you would advise those people to do? Um, it depends how overweight they would be. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone comes uh, to, to me with um, basically the diet looking pretty terrible in terms of whole foods. Yeah. So let's say they eat out all the time. Most of the food is processed stuff. I would really just start focusing on quality and simply by cleaning up uh, their food, we're going to see a good amount of progress. And the reason why I would start there is Without changing those underlying habits, we're not going to make any long-term changes, right? Yeah. Um, even So even if that person goes into a calorie deficit but eats crap all the time, they're going to continue um, feeling like crap, even if it's less calories and they are seeing weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, and, and then the other question was, I just want to feel better as yeah. well, right? Um, so there's many aspects to that. Again, I would ask a lot of questions in terms of, stress in terms of sleep in terms of hydration i think water intake or hydrating properly is one of the most overlooked things in general for sure so mm -hmm. that would be a good place to start as well and just again like are you really eating 80 90 whole foods yeah there's so much energy coming from good quality food as opposed to uh, those sugary foods that leave you falling into a, a and an energy crash and then at the end of the day um, yeah you're just making it through the day with caffeine mm, fantastic coach Lisa you have punched above your weight today but it's <laughs> excellent really really good content um, before I let you go where can we follow you yeah on uh, coach Lisa underscore TCM so tailored coaching method um, mm -hmm. is what it stands for on Instagram mm -hmm. is where I'm most active and I try to put out a lot of good content for my followers absolutely 100% good content thank you so much it's for placing us Thanks on so the heart time show it's my pleasure i hope you guys have enjoyed the show as much as i have remember you can catch it every monday wednesday and saturday three to four and that's me and coach lisa we're out for the day but Thanks i hope you me. have a great day coach lisa thank you this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m 